0: Here on Undert Sports, where we take a defensive approach conversation. I'm your host, Jay. Thank y'all for pulling up here on the YouTube channel as well as listening wherever podcasts are downloaded and listened to while you're here. Like, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, do you know, all that stuff. If you don't like us, give us five anyway and gifted. So, me and Coop's gonna be on here really diving deep into um, a bunch of rumors that's going on around here, right? Is the, the Dom McKinley stuff. We'll let you know if we've heard anything about our boy Ty Bates making any type of travels. We'll also dive into um, the depth chart because it just got released, so we've got to react to that. And we'll also start previewing the game, so keep your eyes open uh, for that part. So hit us up. Let us know what your thoughts are. We would love to hear from you all. Hop in the comments as well as below. You can see we get the Discord link. Jump in the Discord. We would love to have you in there hanging out with us. So let's dive into this real quick. Go. What's going on, man?
1: What is going on, brother, man? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it seems like it's never stopping now.
0: Yeah. No, it's not. It's, it's never going to stop. We're, it's between, forever between now.
1: Between the season, <laughs> recruiting, and then, you know, obviously like the moment that you get Nigel locked up, if McKinley's here too, then everybody's attention is going to turn right over to Kansas City again.
0: Uh, yes, you're 100% correct. And, and, it's going to be, be, yeah. yeah. Basically, we're on to Cincinnati again is what we're, yeah. we're basically dealing with here, is the yeah. We're on to Cincinnati. Um, but no, I'm actually excited because the depth chart dropped. That's some great, you know, great stuff that we've been wanting to have. Um, we also have the Dom McKinley stuff. So we'll start with that. I dropped a video not too long ago around Dom and all the craziness that's going around it. And I'm just going to, if you didn't watch the video, we'll go ahead and just make it simple. And I'm going to let y'all know, I don't know nothing. And honestly, I don't know who actually does. And I say that for this reason. Dom's whole recruiting has been like silent silent (laughs) he don't talk to nobody his family don't talk to nobody it's been like this that whole time and so for me i'm trying to get a better understanding of what do people know like where is this information coming from and this is why i said that because like i said in the video earlier it seems like every time i looked up i'm seeing something new on social media about what's going on with this recruitment but no but it's like Nothing's definitive. I'm hearing Texas was, of course, the leader for the longest. Then I saw Texas A&M is in the lead. Then I heard I, I saw somebody Ohio State was taking over. Then I saw Oklahoma was, was, was it. And this is what makes it funny. And, Hank, you make this really good point here is one thing that I get with all of this is this. Dom mentioned in an article that he had his selection made a month ago. I was like is all of a sudden he's being swayed? Do we think people are walking in with bags? I don't know if that's true, so as I get off my soapbox, coop, I'm gonna pass this on to you because I'm trying to figure this out. what's
1: so the- what's going on i you know I think it's a little bit easier to understand than 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 everybody's making it out to be um you know if you're a if you're a big time tackle uh you know, defensive tackle, defensive end, uh, O tackle, you now have the capability of, um, you know, again, I mean, if, Jay, if I were to reach out my hand with two hands and I got $150 in one hand and 200 in the other, and I could say, you get picked, you get to pick one. Mm-hmm. Which one are you picking? You know, and so these guys, you know, I don't know if NIL is the thing that's just pushing them over there, I think that, um, you know, th- these kids are, have been told that they're great. They got people around them telling them they're great. And then all of a sudden, people start tossing money at them. And you got, I mean, it's just human nature for you to kind of be like, all right, hold on a second. You know, I, I feel like I am. And then, you know, you, when you, if, especially if you're a guy, you're always like, you know, that fish was like probably seven, eight pounds when it's probably two or three. So he's talking to, to, to one school going, I mean, it's like $750,000 right now. And they're like, oh, well, let, let us see what we can do. We'll, we'll be back in touch with you. And that stuff's just going back and forth. And, you know, at some point they got to finally just be like, all right, so what are your core priorities? It's just sales tactics 101. We did that together a long time right. ago. Right. You it just 100%. That's I mean, it, like I said, human nature, if you got two different people, but um, you and I know this, it is very, very hard. The burden of knowledge sometimes is is a little nuts. And you got a lot of people who see that there are there's an audience for this. And so more and more people are trying to be that first person on Twitter. They're trying to be that first person to post something. They're taking something that they think that they heard and then they're putting it out there and everybody's tossing out all this stuff and none of, none of it's like, I guarantee you 100% Dominic McKinley is coming to Oklahoma or A&M or Texas uh, or LSU. Nobody has that. They're just hinting because at a hint, if you're wrong, ah. Eh. if you're right, you can go back and be like receipts. But you don't want receipts around when you're wrong. Uh, ask one of our very young friends that right now.
0: Right. And, and as you all know, you know, OU insiders going right now. So Parker and Emma are probably talking about it as we speak, as well as Brandon. But that, that's exactly it, Coop. That's what's throwing me off with this, is that it seems like everybody wants to go out. There's a reason why I, I for like the last four or five days, I'd never dropped a video on McKinley until today. There's a reason why. And it, it's not that I just didn't have time because I was putting out other videos also. It's just that I cannot find any solid information. And it keeps changing. Keeps constantly changing. Yeah. So if you follow something, like I follow Cap 405, uh, the Crimson Cap. Yeah. And even with him, every, every time he looked up, he was changing. He was providing more information, more updates. Hey, we've got new information. We've got this. We've got uh, It looked constantly. And so because of that, I was like, why do I want to throw out a video about, the same, about this when I really don't know what's going on? So, And, and I do want to
1: preface this. I'm not taking a shot at anybody. I'm just saying that when you feel so convicted that you're able to step out there and make that prediction, I mean, that's why a lot of these guys don't do it very often. I believe that PT was 100% convinced. And then at one point, you know, I think I heard Drum saying, you know, at this point, it's, you know, I don't want to jump off. You know, because you kind of just have to address that. you either jump off and deal with the the stuff up front or so I mean it, it's tough, especially like if I can say you know like even Terry Bussy coming to Norman, you and I talked to talked about that and we heard great sources from several different people and your exact words to me were until I see the university or something or him tweeted out,'m uh, I'm, I'm staying off of it. Exactly. Because you don't <laughs> want to. You don't want to see a see a source who's got two or three of the past ones correct. Do you remember the stuff about the thunder and David Hicks that you and I heard about, you know, quite a long time ago? I've brought that up to a couple people and a couple people looked at me like I was uh, from a different planet. And a couple other people are like, I heard some pretty crazy stuff. So, I mean, it, it's just hard when it's when it's out in the air like this.
0: Right. And so that's that and and if anybody if you ever wonder why that's the reason why I sh- I stay back, I slow down with certain things, I'm just like, hmm. Let me wait and see what happens. Let me see and, where this goes, where this takes us.
1: And I truly believe too. There's a guy. I mean, you tell me this. If and I'll just easy math for all the uh, all the math mathematically challenged folks. Um, if if David Stone was given a million dollars, how 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 likely is it that David Stone is going to take the entire defensive line out to the lake and rent boats and stuff like that for everybody? These guys of this character, they're not just blinging out. They're not doing crazy crap, and they're not, you know, except for Stutzman. I don't know what the hell he does half the time, but um, that's neither here nor there. But, you know, these guys, like, they you see more and more of, like, guys like Dylan Gabriel taking everybody out. I, I mean, that's what some of this NIL money is going to be used. You're starting to see other people do stuff for charity. So I think—I don't think it's always just, like, a, you know, dollar signs in the eyes, and you're just going to go crazy. So that's a soapbox that I have. I mean, it's, it's sometimes it seems a little... Uh seems a little, you know, sketchy, but at the same time, I mean, like, the, the, you know, what happens if he goes out and has a, you know, cardiac arrest or something in the middle of the freshman season, like you can't play anymore, you know, or, right. you know, a Devin Hamlin type of situation. I mean, it could be taken away in one hit.
0: Right. And, and Hank, that's exactly my point with that is that it's, it, everyone's throwing out guesses. And so. You know, I try to make sure that I'm providing. I'm not an insider. I tell y'all this all the time. Yeah, I know I probably shouldn't say it so much. All 'all y'all like, Jay, we know you're on here having fun as a fan. I know. I like to remind people because some people will be thinking, oh, man, you find some insider. No, no, I'm just just searching the tea leaves like y'all. That's it. Yeah. Real talk. So, but anyway, the reason why we're here outside of Dom, that's the Dom talk. We've got past (laughs) it. Hop in the comments. Let me know what y'all think. We're going to have some for real fun because I want to talk about these rosters. Like I know y'all saw that um, the depth chart launched up. Your boy was excited. I was specifically excited because I was very close on a lot. And I was way the bleep off on others. And when I say way the bleep off, I was way the bleep on others. And so um, just put the last thing on the McKinley piece. Be excited if we get him. But don't be mad if we don't. He's more icing on the cake of what we're building. Because I think there's like Three other play, two other players. Like I'm really high on Nigel Smith as well as Daniel O'Koye potentially coming here, and so because of that, that's what I'm keeping my head on. So, so as far as like uh, confidence, I'm six, maybe five. Uh, so yeah, and sub exactly. The the speculation is all over the place, and this is kind of five point seven five. Right, it's it's I'm 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 maybe a maybe I'm maybe a five. I'll be go with that. So anyway. Let's look at this, Coop. I know you were just as excited as I was. Very much. Because when I saw this, I was like, ooh, we get to see depth charts. We getting depth charts. All right. So taking a gander at this, we got... First off, let me me give a couple of observations that jumped out to me before I uh, move into... Um, we start moving into positions and stuff. So we're going to go in detail on this one. And this is majority what the show is going to be. It's us going in detail on these rosters, on this roster setup. But The thing that jumped out to me is, one, we got like 21 oars on here. As in, we don't know who's going to be on the field. Um, It's it's potential either or is going to be out there. I love to see that. And what that tells me is, is going into game one, we've got enough competitive depth, that we feel like we can play a lot of different players. That's huge. Something that yep. we all have been yearning for, right? We've been amped about the idea of having competitive depth to be able to do this, right? So now that we've got it, we get to show it off. We're flaunting it. So that was the two things I, I, that jumped out the most to me is all of that. All right, let's jump on this part. Coop, which – give me a couple of situations in here that jumped out to you the most that we have starting on this depth chart.
1: So, I mean, obviously the last running back um, performance we saw was Javante and and Gavin, and you heard a lot of Tawie Walker stuff. You know, heard a little bit of it last year and then never saw him. Um, You heard a lot about it this year, and you were like – yeah, I mean, he's cool. I mean, it's going to be a thumper coming in in the third, fourth quarter. Sure, yeah. this That's terrific, you know. But And then you started hearing Marcus Major. So to see Marcus Major and Tawi Walker, um, again, this is not a charity deal with Tawi. Gavin and Javante uh, have both had some injury issues. Uh, Gavin's got a hamstring right now. Javante coming off the foot. Um, I think that they're both you know if you had to have them i think that they both could be out there but uh major has done enough um uh, the, the 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 absolute stunning thing about marcus major this year is you don't have to need him whatever he can add is cream on the top brother um but tawby walker uh, again and i and i thank you who was it was it hank that said a, a second ago or stubby one of the two um yeah, I mean, it's going to take one, and I heard Gabe and Teddy say it earlier today, and so I'm going to repeat it and give all credit to them. But I've said it earlier too. Is you got Tali Walker is going to take a one cut, you know, inside zone, and he's going to go, and a safety is going to come up and try to make a name for himself, and he's going to hit Tali that first time, and Tali's going to boom on him. And then after that, everybody's going to see what happened. Everybody's going to hear it. And everybody's going to hear, oh, and I promise you, that, that that play goes for 10, 12 more yards, if not something bigger. Um, so, I mean, that he is a bowling ball. And he, I mean, 5'9", 216. It is, this isn't Deuce Vaughn running around. I mean, this is this is a bowling ball. And uh, so that one was that one, was one, when I looked at the, are we staying on the offense side right now, or are you going to do everything?
0: There you go. And there we have it folks. That's yeah. That's the best point. So, I'm going to look at the next uh the one that jumped out to me. So, of course, we've got Marcus Major and Towie Walker as our uh, as our starting basically our oars on that one. The one that jumped out to me the most, honestly, is uh Justin Harrington as the starting cheetah with no ore. now I wanted to address this too, because I know a lot of people saw that and was kind of shocked as well, but this is my understanding with this. And this is kind of the thing that I've heard about uh, McCullough in camp is that as exceptional as he is, he's put on weight. He's get stronger. He's put on more weight. Now, granted, He's like, what's this, 219, which he's like four pounds bigger than Harrington, but he's also like two inches taller. So it's the difference you see in that. But the anticipation is we'll see a lot of them. So that's the reason why there's no or there. Um, And then from there, the Reggie Pearson Key Lawrence or was interesting. And I say this for this reason, too. This is going to be set up like this. For the first week, we're going to do this exact same yeah. thing next week, probably next Wednesday. We will have this exact same conversation. Me and Coop's going to be on here. We may have a guest. We may see Chris or we may see PG. But we're going to talk about, or Jason. We may get Jason on here for this. But we're going to talk about this is going to be in a diff- completely different look next time. And Harrington has stepped up. That, the, the rumor is, is that Harrington has really stepped up in that role since he's been here so that's really the two that jumped out to me what what other one jumped out to you before we go position to position
1: all right um you know I'll, i'll say that and i'll make this very 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 fast on this piece You heard a lot of Connor near, and I think that it was just a relief to finally see Kanek, and that that position switch didn't happen, that they're going to start. Danny's going to be at that weak side, and Kanek's going to be in the Mike Mike linebacker. So there's that. But let me ask you this question before we go position by position. I'm going to read off, just on the defensive side, the number two name in each position and tell me, is that number two better than our defense last year? R. Mason Thomas, Jordan Kelly, Dejon Terry, Trace Ford, Connor Near, Kip Lewis, Desaun McCullough, Kendall Dolby, Peyton Bowen, Key Lawrence, and Josiah Wagner. They could run that team out on the field,
0: and we'd all be like, dang. Dang. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're right. You're I right. I mean, we'd be just excited about that as we are what we're talking about now. Like, we would be yeah. like, man, that team is just really good. And
1: I think that that's that's now we're starting to see what the competitive depth conversation was um, it, it, real fast. The offensive line, I think that after the first team, the next three guys in are going to be, be able to bounce into two or three different positions. I think that you're going to see Gain Green, um, Everett, Schaefer, maybe Taylor, maybe four guys. And if something happens and Savion Bird needs a breather, Taylor can step in there. If Mattaglia needs a breather, he can step in there. Or one of the other guys. Uh, that's, that's beating ball to the T, is he wants flexibility.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Beating has got himself a whoosh. So let's start, let's go, let's start offense. Okay. As expected, quarterback was Dylan Gabriel with Jackson-Arnold right behind him and that's no or Davis Bevel being third was interesting but I just saw that General Booty got himself another yeah. uh, sponsorship uh, with shorts. the Rockhams and since that's the case I anticipate that um, mm. uh, well, we won't see General Booty on the football field at all we can't, we can't, <laughs> uh, we can't actually um, I feel like he could ruin the brand if he goes out and play that's yeah. just how dope his brand stuff is right now. So we're going to leave it at that. Right? Yeah. So right. ruin
1: the brand of his name, not the brand of OU.
0: <laughs> exactly. Ruin his brand, the brand of his name. Exactly. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. So next up, we got running backs. We talked about Marcus Major, Toby Walker's being our oars. It'll be situational. So understand yep. that, and this is Arkansas State. So there's really no reason to try out Javante Barnes or Gavin Salchuk when we've seen them play against Florida State. We've seen them, say Javante Barnes throughout the season, and Javante Barnes is coming off that surgery on his foot. You may as well pump the brakes with them. That's my thought. Am I off base on that one, Coop?
1: No, and I, you know, even though, hey, I you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but you know, don't be surprised if you don't see a Caleb Hicks you know come in also if uh you know if we need to run him out there you know marcus and tall we uh, we're going to be able to run at will at this team the safety is going to come up and then they're going to give up some deep plays marvin harrison could still be catching adr touchdowns you know and he played uh he played against him last year junior that is but but yeah um they're going to running backs are going to get some carry
0: yeah you're right so, yeah, don't be shocked on any of that. If Meg was healthy, we may even see him populate somewhere. So we'll see what that looks like. All right. <laughs> yeah, 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 Stubby. I, I, I'm not even going to put it on there, but, yeah, everybody's seeing the comments and everybody's cracking up because, I mean, I'm not going to, yeah. I don't, you're not wrong. Just, just know that, brother. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Anyway, tight end in was interesting seeing Stockner as, of course, we knew he was going to be the definitive starter. Yeah. but seeing Blake Smith as the definitive number two. Now, we saw the club make a catch in the spring game, and then you've got Fanuel and Cade McIntyre as your oars. I want to see Fanuel play. I want to see Fanuel yeah. play specifically because I want to see that basketball player on the football field. I want to see if we have another Rico Gathers. I want to see if we have a player you know, of that caliber. You know what I'm saying? Tony, Tony Gonzalez,
1: Antonio Gates, like that type of guy who came from the basketball court.
0: Exactly. I want to see him box somebody out and catch it in the back of the end zone. I want to see him do that. And he was a pretty solid basketball player. He played D2. I mean, you got to be a pretty solid player to make it even D2. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that that interests me on that. Um, Any thoughts on tight end before we go to the offensive line? No.
1: no. And um, I mean, this, you know, you see neither of the young kids with the injury issues. Um, I'm wondering if they'll be active for the game and, you know, maybe get to see what they do with the, with the lights on, but um, you know, that that's a thin room. I don't think that we're going to depend on them much outside of blocking this game, unless they just absolutely leave something open, but I'd rather one of the receivers get out there and, you know, the big bodies get out there and in the middle, um, just, we got to preserve Stogner and Smith. That's, that's, that's a fact.
0: Yep. Got you with that one. 100%. So, Okay. Line, the offensive line, this really floored me. And I wanted to wait and really talk through it because there's no oars on here. They have yep. definitive sets on who's going to be where. I love seeing Sexton is the third behind Caden Green because that means that Sexton is is progressing. Yep. But Caden Green is good enough to go ahead and take care of it. They're not too concerned. And then you're throwing in here, you got Troy Everett right behind Andrew Rhyme at the center. So I was way off on that one. I thought that we was going to see some, uh, and it was fun. We don't see Joshua Bates. No. The freshman out here.
1: He had a lot of issues in the spring. Um, and I think that they the IQ is there. I think the execution is, is still lacking. And I think that he's got a little bit of weight to still to put on. Uh, he's going to be a beast. He is not going to be Creed Humphrey right now, but he could be a Creed Humphrey
0: down the road. Yeah. Exactly. So, I think Troy could be it. Troy, I think somebody mentioned that he talked about the way that they lifted at um yeah. at, at uh, Appalachian State and was like, "What? You did? You didn't do." Never mind. So that's what we got in that conversation. And so as Hank mentioned here, Fan could be. Yes, I think Fanuel could be a hidden one. I think he could really be yeah. special. So and yeah, and we didn't get Bates in the 2D that just jumped out to me. So and this is a good question, Stubby. Is it really a concern that we have no oars? It feels like we're no, I feel like we're crystal clear on the talent. And so I thought it was more fascinating than anything is like, oh, so there's there's no question on who they want in the one and the two deep and then potentially the third. Like you got two deep on your guard, center and right guard. You got three deep on your tackles. It's like, no, this is who we're going to run with, and this is who we feel. But, again, this is week one. We're going to do this again next week before SMU because it's probably going to look completely different then. So that's, uh, that's always, of course, fascinating. So wide receivers. Cool. There is only one or in here. And that's LV Buckley Shelton with Jaden Gibson out there right behind Andrew Anthony. I told y'all Andrew Anthony yeah. was going to take that spot because Andrew Anthony had something special to him. The kid's going to be a monster. Y'all going to be excited about Andrew Anthony this season. You're going to look at him and be like, dang, he, he is showing out. But I love seeing that Gibson's an OR because that tells me that he actually got out there and showed out in camp yeah. hoop. What do what you think about these wide receiver setups?
1: Well, here's the one thing is where the offensive line is, this is going to be their first start ever together. They've never started a game together. A lot of guys were out in that spring game, so that's why it looked like uh, there was no offensive line. The wide receiver starters – with Farouk Stoops and uh, Andrew Anthony, you know, this is their first time on the field together. Um, Anthony's taking, you know, hopefully going to be able to take that Marvin Mims type of role. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is great. I mean, I love seeing that, uh, you know, Gavin Freeman, um, you know, right there, Jaquez Petaway is right there. Uh, Nick Anderson right behind Jalil Farouk. And I'll say this. I think that for the entire season, this is a, you know, the start really won't matter. It's going to be targets. And mm-hmm. so who, who you know, if, if, if you don't start, but you got second most targets on the team, you're doing something right, right? Um, but we talked about the running backs already. These guys have to be blockers. These wide receivers, every single one of them. And if you want to see more playing time, you better block your ass off.
0: Yep, that's going to be critical, especially blocking downfield because when we had good blocking last season, we had those big runs. When we didn't block, and you can go back and look at those games, that's when we was getting stopped and having those deep third downs. You can tell the difference in the way that play was. So last piece on this one is – look at that slot.
1: Drake yep. Stoops,
0: Gavin Freeman, Jaquez Petaway. So – and I'm going to say this real quick – you may be asking the question, wait a minute, we just got a transfer from Texas. What happened to Brennan Thompson? Hurt. Since yeah. he's hurt, he's not going to be on the deep. There's no reason to put him in the depth chart when he's not playing. Like there's no chance yeah. of him playing. Sexton can play. That's why he's on there. But they're protecting him from himself. So that's the reason why you don't see him further up the depth chart. They want him to get 100% or at least closer to 100% and not play at 80 because it's coming off a knee injury, which happened in December.
1: Did you notice who the very last receiver listed was?
0: DJ Graham. I think we'll see Graham, too. Yeah, uh, and there was a fear yeah. that he was hurt, hurt. And if that doesn't that mean that he, if he ain't hurt, hurt no more. Whoo, y'all, guess what? Get excited. Um, I yeah. am, I, I, I'm ready to see Gavin Freeman. I know he's going to be in packages, him and Drake Stoops. But LB Buckley Shelton and uh, Jaden G- Gibson together. Nick Anderson right behind Jalil Farouk, which means we're going to see a lot of Nick too. Yeah. Man, we're going to have a lot of hype on the field this season. So I am excited. All right. Before yep. we move over onto the defensive side, hop in the comments. Let us know how y'all feel about this. Talk to me about your excitement love to hear from you all we love the engagement and interaction it's always dope talking to you all today we got about 40 people in the channel i think we've got maybe 20 likes so 20 of y'all ain't liking the everything and if you're listening rate review and all that jazz so let's move on into the defensive side and there's a lot of competitive depth you're right Adjust just the hat jeez Louise. i'm a pee like crazy tonight oh. um <laughs> We had some, this is some questions that popped up, and this is the one I wanted to wait on this specifically because of, we're going to talk defense now. Now, Stubby, you asked this question. What's the ultimate expectation for the defense? Keeping in mind, our schedule is the easiest in many years. I think we should have stat-wise a top 40 defense. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you, Stubby. If we don't have a top 20 defense, I'm disappointed. And I say that because not, not blowing hyperbole up y'all or smoke or anything. When you hear the players talk, I will always reference the Reggie Pearson interview because he was talking about the, just the talent we had on the team was up there with his top two defense at Wisconsin, in which that schedule was pretty good for them, very favorable. We had something similar. So for me, in everything... I anticipate that our schedule, being as favorable as it is, this defense should go show out. Yeah. Period. Like it should be complete show out from us this season. And that's the reason why I'm not. I'm I, I'm thinking we could easily have a, have a top twenty defense. Cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, I started off the defensive side with reading just the number twos. Um. You know, they are. They are better at almost every single position. And, uh, you know, I, I think that um, yeah, look, we have on the defensive tackle, there's five guys lifted, listed there. Five guys that everybody wants to see. I mean, Grayson Holt is listed number four right there. So, I mean, you know, I, I think Trav shared a little graphic of the defense starting in 2021 versus the one starting this year. It's like a 26, 27 pound difference on the plus side. Um, But yeah, you you just look at this and you can think like, hey, listen, we are so versatile because I mean you just go with the cheetah stuff. I mean Justin Harrington better in coverage he's great around the line of scrimmage and that's why he's starting. Desarmcola is having a little bit of issues with the uh, the pass coverage portion of it but when you know if there's a third and two or a third and three or something like that, you know we saw him do those things in the spring game and so you've got uh, the capabilities to really play the run. Uh, you've got capabilities to play the play the pass. You've got Billy Bowman who, He's going to be a kick returning and starting strong safety, and then if he needs a breather, oh, you're just bringing in a five star, you know, all all American number two, you know, safety at, in last year's class, who right. people are already starting to throw some some names like Sean Taylor out there, so yeah. or Ed Reed. So, um, I mean, it, it, you just look at this, and I promise you, if Brent Venables doesn't have a copy of this on his nightstand as he gets ready to go to bed, uh, then then I'll be dead wrong. But I think that he's looking at this going. All right. We're 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 making this movement.
0: Yep. Exactly. And you jumped into some of the positions. We're going to dive right into that right now. Let's look at the defensive line. There's uh was one, two, three, four, five, six oars on the defensive line, which tells me we're gonna be busy on the defensive line. And we've got that depth to allow for us to bring multiple players in. You know, something that yeah. we have not seen in a bit. This is probably one of the better defensive line setups we had. Ooh, ooh. And in 2001, 2020, 19. Whew, we well, can the, probably go back.
1: The, the twenty twenty team, you know, during the COVID year. Um, that's the year that, you know, we had uh Ronnie Perkins, Perion Winfrey, mm-hmm. Nick Benito. Um, you know, so we had we had some and Isaiah uh, Thomas also. So like that that team had um, some pretty good stuff. And, and I think that, but we we forget about him easily because Spencer didn't really play in the second half of games. Uh, right. But yeah, this this defense outside
0: of that, I mean, you got to go back to 2008. Yeah, you got to go back pretty far. And so I'm looking at this Bothroid starting with R. Mason Thomas right behind him. So R. Mason mm-hmm. beat out PJ. As the number two deep on that side of the field, and there's no or in there. So it's Bothroid is leading the charge. Fascinating. Yep. Then you go on the opposite side, you've got um Ethan Downs with Trace Ford as an or. So that means that you're gonna see a lot of packages with those two. And then you see uh Reggie Grimes and Marcus Stripling as your ores there, which that was intriguing to me. And then they went five deep on this one with taylor wine right there in which it's funny because taylor came in like 215 he's put on almost like 30 pounds of just and i've heard it's like muscle muscle and and yeah and
1: so i mean also you don't need five defensive ends but i've that that tells me that what taylor wine's been doing in practice has earned him to be on this on this list
0: exactly and then you go into the tackles you got your your three technique and your zero technique your defensive tackle in the nose it's all oars because and i know why it's oars you you all may have some concerns but i'm going to calm you down now and say there is no reason to be concerned because of this right here adjust the hat said it perfectly this is what ty Bates said he wants to play a minimum of six defensive linemen yeah. A minimum of six so that's gonna be huge so, Mars, you asked this question. You're going to jump on this right now. Sa'ili will not be here until spring. He'll be a spring enrollee. I don't know why, but it's probably something to do with school. So, Sa'ili will be here. He'll be SEC ready. Let's put it like that. That's when you'll see Danny. But looking at this defensive line, whoo, look at that. Look, look up. Let's, let's count this real quick. Google. We got... A 297 er which is Jordan Kelly. We're going to go ahead and put 300. He'll be at 300 by the time the game starts. He'll put on enough weight. We got Zed Coe at 311. We got yeah. Dejon Terry at 321. That's three 300-pounders, basically, on this line. Kevin Gilliam is 295. We'll go ahead and give him five pounds. He'll get it. That's four. That's four. Four dudes right there at the cuffs. Four dudes at 290 or above. When have we yeah. seen a line be this big and be this much potential? Like, talk to me. When, when have we seen this? 2015,
1: maybe, with, with the weight. But right. potential, potential, no. I mean, this is 2008.
0: Good Lord. I'm excited about the way this looks. Uh, Laulu starting or with Kelly. And I'm, it warms my heart to see that look at your three deep at defensive tackle. Yeah. Jacob Lacy. Look at your:
1: look at your Jacob
0: Lacey. Now there was concerns about Lacey with the blood clots and everything, but what was stated by the coaches was in one of the interviews that they anticipate him being ready for the season. And looking at this here tells me what. He's probably going to be ready for the season. I am so excited about that. So excited about that. That's a good thing. That's a very big plus for us because yeah we got a lot of big yeah two two Hank you right two at most two cheeseburgers away from getting some of these dudes over 300 and we're there baby uh we're gonna see some Grayson Helton right behind Lacey I think Helton's gonna play more I think even him and Sears Devon Sears is gonna get some game and before I leave out of this and You know, you can throw your last couple of uh, comments in before we go to linebackers. We have one, two, three. We have four super seniors on this defensive line Laulu and Kelly, Rondell Bothroyd, and Marcus Stripling. The rest of this defensive line can come back next season. Yeah. They can come back. So that means that we could have. Just about Downs, Ford, Grimes, adding in Dejean, Terry, Cole, Gillum. You can throw in there. And I'm talking just older guys. Jacob Lacey, Devon Sears. All of them can come back next season to go into SEC. Could you imagine that? All these big boys playing this year, and then they come back next year?
1: With the talent that you're bringing in. There you go. Look, you you also didn't say it I mean, Champ Sanders If uh, if he doesn't get a lot of PT during the middle of the season He'll be 300 by the bowl game yep. You know, he's and he, You know, he's got that mentality that You and I still, that that tweet Where he's like, this love is it. the goal line You're not getting through me
0: Yep, yep, and that's the players we want, so, guys Like I So, I understand Like If you're a member of the channel I'll, First off, thank you so much I know all the members in here If you're a member and you go i put in a, a video i'm gonna release it to the to the wild in the future but i put a video up there talking about Clem, the clemson classes and what it looked like for us with the clemson classes comparison like clemson was bringing in champ sanders type players mm-hmm. when venables got there It took them three years to get a five star they've already got two five star pluses in the last two cycles already in a PJ Boare, as well as now David Stone. They weren't getting this at Clemson. It took three years. They had to prove themselves, and guess what? We're now starting to see the fruits of all that labor. So yeah, be prepared, man. It's going to be fun on that end. So linebacker, this shocked me. I'm going to be honest. Linebacker shocked me <clears throat> because... I did not expect Canick to be the Mike and Stutzman to be the Will. And this is the reason why. And this is no shade to Canick. Stutzman, I believe, knows the defense better than Kanick. And usually your Mike is going to be the one, which is your middle linebacker, quarterbacking it. But they may have Danny quarterbacking from the wheel side, which is your weak side linebacker. Still believe it, yeah. And, but, but I was expecting Stutzman to be all over the field. But I think that the reason why they did this, and this is my, this is my guesstimation, is because they they Kanick has the speed to be all over the field more than Stutzman. Yep. So, Coop, what do you think about the Mike and Will setup?
1: I mean, you said every single bit of that is is dead on. I still think that it's fluid, uh, and I still think that we'll see. You know, because again, Canick's never been given the starter role, and so how does he respond? Um, I think that uh, Arkansas State's going to come and try to spread you out and really put the emphasis on tackling uh, assignment duties. And um, I don't, I mean, they, listen, this is not a challenge. This is, you know, this is probably easier competition than the spring game. But you, uh, I mean, you want to see Kanek go out there and prove that it's his time. Um, he is going to be all over the place. He's going to, like we, we've said multiple times, um, he knows where the target is now. And so he's going to know wh- where where to hit. Last year, he was just a freak of nature running around and hoping to be in the right place at the right time. Um, but yeah, I still think Danny's the leader of the defense. He's going to be a, the, the one that, you know, catches the, the most criticism and he's going to be catching a lot of praise too. Um, unfortunately, um, I think that, uh, unfortunately for Arkansas state, I think that the guys up in front of them are going to allow those guys to both just do whatever they want.
0: Yep. And so, you know, apologies to y'all. I just realized how small that was. So I'm zoomed it in so you can get a bigger picture of it. But as Coop made mention of so eloquently, our South State's gonna have some problems looking at these 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 people coming after them. Man, it's gonna be fun because with Canic and Near as your two, and then you got McKenzie and Pachati oaring it, baby, oring it. I think and Kobe McKenzie and Mike was exactly what I expected. I thought I saw K nine out of him as I laugh and joke about the size of him being bigger than K-9 as a senior in high school, it's like, yeah, that kid, he's got it. And looking at his size right now at 200, what's that, 38 pounds? He's going to be nice. Oh, yeah. And then Pachati at 239. Oh, my goodness. They're going to be nice. Will Kip Lewis being right behind Stutzman, that means he's going to be special. And the missile,
1: Lewis Carter.
0: I thought Witter was going to be able to pull in there. It appears that Lewis Carter is him.
1: Yeah, well... The athleticism in front of him is just, it's no offense to Shane Witter, but the athleticism, I mean, I said this uh, in another pod, but imagine being, I don't know, the second string running back. Hey guys, we're down 35 points. Let's get out there and just, you know, play for your character, play for your heart. You go out there and now here comes freaking Lewis Carter foaming at the mouth to hit somebody late in the third quarter. It, that's not going to be fun. And you know that they're going to be running dive plays and running, 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 running just to try to get that clock to run out. And yeah, you've got, I mean, Kip Lewis, he still needs a few more biscuits, but he is so athletic and he is so, he just ends up at the right place at the right time all the time.
0: Yep. The good thing is, is that they love to hit. And so even being smaller, they're still going to fly through and start hammering people. And that's yeah. all that matters for what we want. Okay. Let's move into the cheetah and the secondary, the cheetah we talked about a little bit, Harrington being up there, McCullough, but this was fascinating. Omosiego and Witter as oars in the cheetah? I thought that we would have seen Peyton Bowen and Reggie Pearson there. No, yeah. we're seeing Omosiego and Witter. That intrigued me about Witter not being at the linebacker spot. I wonder if they're going to try to rotate him situationally as a cheetah. It's a third linebacker. Wow.
1: W- 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 well, uh, wow. It's, w- w- you see it, you know, kind of like I said earlier, Justin Harrington is going to be more of the pass coverage guy when it's situationally that it's going to be more run heavy. Uh, Deshaun McCullough is going to be in there. And I think it's the same with Witter and, and, and um, um, oh, goodness gracious, uh, Omosigo. Omosigo is going to be the pass coverage guy. Shane Witter is going to come up and pop around the line. Um, I heard some, you know, late stuff. Um, you know, on Sammy. And it's, I mean, everybody sounded like he was finally, you know, caught up to speed and starting to make some plays, kind of like you're hearing about Lewis Carter.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're gonna hear a lot. You're gonna hear a lot, a lot, a lot about uh Lewis Carter coming this season. We heard a lot about him in um uh, in camp. So I expect to see yeah. even more. All right, corners. Let's look at the secondary. Man. I was wrong. I was, I, was, I, was, I was ready for this. I was ready for this, and I knew this was going to happen. Gentry at corner, right there next to Liddy Washington. Now, this is what I've been hearing a lot of. Just, of course, we all know Josiah Wagner has been jumping off the board. The problem with Wagner is, and I heard um, it was Teddy and yeah. Gabe was talking about this. He's dealing with injury issues. He's got got some little nagging ones, which means to me, what? got to put on his weight. He's got to up that weight game, and then we won't be dealing with any of those problems. Coop, what do you think?
1: Yeah, um, you know, again, uh, it was just two weeks ago. We were like, hey, buy the Gentry Williams stock. It's there. And so I think that Josiah, the injury, is probably why he's not there, and it's not that – it's not that Gentry wasn't doing a great job. It's the fact that Josiah was just making a charge. And so, um, listen, if it was if you put three defensive backs and it's it's uh, Gentry, Woody, and um, Josiah Wagner, I think that you're very happy with that situation. Uh, yep. But this is this is going to be great. And guess what? I think that Woody is going to get challenged quite a bit this year. And so we get to see woody washington sands tcu last year you gotta see and that was i don't he just checked out that game i think between him and marvin mims we had about three checkouts last year but um but yeah i mean woody is who he is and i think that it's great I, but you know it, you see um you know dolby right there back behind um uh, behind gentry williams Dolby's ready to play too. So we're going to see these guys in and out and as well as the other positions. This gives the people, um, this gives the coaches the ability to coach during this game and they don't have to worry about pulling somebody over to for a coaching moment because they can send a freak of nature out right behind them yep. with that competitive depth.
0: Oh gosh, and more drinks. I'm going pee like crazy. I gotta tear my house apart. I'm getting paint, getting the living room painted in the morning. So I'm gonna be up all night anyway. So luckily, all this water is gonna keep me going. Um, but no, yeah, exactly. Cheetah package, you're right it just had it's gonna be baseball packages when it comes to cheetah, but it's just fascinating seeing on the depth chart how many the names that they have on there that they plan on actually playing. That's what jumped out to me. It's like, oh my goodness, really? We've got Sammy making that list with Shane. Cause I and 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 Kim, this is what I anticipated, but it's probably more incognito. You're right. More incognito in comparison to being them actually playing, being on the depth chart. It's going to be a lot of the fluidness of this defense is going to be so much fun. We're going to see a Clemson like defense. So y'all have a reason to be excited. Don't, don't, don't stress yourselves. Be ecstatic and just excited about what this is going to look like. And so safety wise, Bowman, uh, Bowman, Bowen and McCullough, with the free safety at that or for Reggie, it's funny because his dad, I'm, I'm, I don't know if Coach uh, Pearson's in the chat today or if he's watching. He'll be probably be watching it later on the replay. But he was saying that he need to get that oar off of Reggie. And I laugh because I'm like, I think it's because he's going to be everywhere. Like, they're just going to throw Reggie in places. It feels yeah. like that's what you do, especially with the hammer that he is, the way he likes to hit, the way he likes to go. You just put him everywhere. But Key Lawrence did have a good camp. They talked yeah. up Key Lawrence like crazy. Plus, Robert Spears jenning and Jaden Rowe. Someone asked about Jaden Rowe in here. They've both been battling injury. I know Jaden Rowe had a shoulder surgery last season while he was out. Yeah. And he, so he's still working that shoulder, getting himself stronger. And, so and Robert Spears Jennings was in and out. If I'm correct, he had shoulder surgery too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we don't, we don't, we, it, most of this is probably because of that. We don't know. But as the season goes on, man, you're going to see a lot of players, man. Coop, what you think about this safety position and, the, and just the secondary as a whole now?
1: Secondary as a whole, I mean, this is the strongest secondary we've had. And, I mean, I, I think that if, I, if I'm not wrong, uh, that Aaron Colvin and, um, and uh, Franks, uh, played together right and Dominic Franks and so yes. I mean, that, that was the last time that both of those corners you know just were were ballers um and so but uh, yeah you just look at this and it, it's exciting because the capabilities for just the different formations I, I, I'm with you because you know it, it's it's hard to say like someone's going to put us in the hurry up and get us out of our rhythm and then you look at some of these corners, like Pearson, uh, Bowman, uh, you know, you, you get Josiah or somebody like that in there. I mean, imagine these wide receivers because Arkansas State does have some guys that can that can do some damage at receiver. But if one of these guys gets held up by a little bit by one of the corners and the safety comes to clean it up, we're gonna see some uh, Brandon Average days of old come back in where people are just knocking the piss out of uh, wide receivers.
0: Oh man, it's make be them tough. think twice. Yeah, make them ask themselves, uh, make business decisions. Something that we yeah. all love to see that they do is get those business decisions in because, yeah, that is always fun. Always so much fun. Um. All right. Let's talk about. You know what? We can look at the specialists too. I think that that's you the know, ones that was also kind of interesting. The be- senior kick and punt returners.
1: Before you get into that, also think that a lot of these twos and threes are going to be on special teams. So imagine a, 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 a uh, you know, Marcus Stripling, Taylor Wine, um, Phil Pachati, Kip Lewis, uh, Desan McCullough, all out there on special teams. I don't know if Zach Schmidt's got the Austin Seibert leg, but um, yeah, I, I, I think we're going to see some fair catches after a few, uh, few returns because we're going to be kicking the ball off quite a bit.
0: Yeah, it's. I sense that our offense is going to definitely be doing a lot of scoring. And mm-hmm. if we're doing a lot of scoring, then we're doing something right. Something that you all have been wanting to have is a bunch of points out there. Yeah, yeah that's going to be critical for us. And I, I sense that we're going to have a lot of that um, here. So let's wrap it up. We're going to wrap this bad boy up with a bowl and we're going to do too much long. We'll probably give you about seven minutes of great content. Hit that like button if you're new to the channel. Subscribe. Also, share. Why? Because sharing is caring. It's always good to share this yeah. out there to the friends and family that loves OU football and even college football in general. You know, we're expanding and we're doing more stuff just to talk. But let's dive into the final thing. Arkansas State game on Saturday, eleven o'clock. It's gonna be hotter than Hades. Hop in the comments. Who's gonna be there? Who's gonna be in town? Um, I've debated on trying to find tickets, but then I keep looking at the temperature. And I keep looking at the temperature <laughs> like, I'm. I, why would I want to do that to myself? You know what I'm saying? Like Every time I look, I'm like, mm, do I want to do that to me? I don't think I want to do that to me. And so because of that, I'm not going to do it to myself. So, Coop, you, you going you gonna to try to make that game?
1: I, I actually am physically unable to perform. Um, oh, yeah,
0: you're still on the pup negative. list, aren't you?
1: Got the uh, the torn ligament in my ankle, and um, I thought that I was almost there. But then walking around the uh, Lee Summit North in uh, Union scrimmage, uh, I aggravated it again. So uh, I've been a walking boot for the next little while, and um, I'm, my OLD is catching up with me.
0: Yeah, yeah, do, do, mm, yeah, sorry to hear that, Coop. So <laughs> Arkansas State, um, who is the coach there, Butch Jones? they um how did they finish last season they were not very good last year no and you know this
1: is going to be a this is going to be an easy game um this is one where you know i i fully expect at some point you know they're going to want to get jackson arnold some some good um some good practice I bet they have to throttle Jackson Arnold down. We might see we might see Bevel come in at some point because I, you know it's somebody asked me like, hey, what's the more likely uh, Dylan Gabriel to have uh, to you know create more scoring in the first half or Dylan Gabriel in the second or uh, Jackson Arnold in the second And I was like, ooh, So well, first of all, I don't think that if we throw up 35, I don't think that they're going to try up you know throw up seven against Arkansas State. We're gonna get everybody in, get everybody some game time, get a lot of coaching film uh, for the next week because this is a this is a five week clinic. Um, like I said before, the, you know this this uh, Arkansas State team is gonna to try to spread it out and throw the ball side to side. Um, I don't think that they're gonna to try to run into the teeth of the defensive line. Um, so again, it's uh, take care of your assignment, line up right, make your tackle. Um, you know, the, the receivers are decent. So if they make some kind of play, you know, here or there, you just want to see it wiped and cleaned right then and there. You don't want to see them break a tackle and break it for a 50-yard gain uh, when it needs to just be, you know, a, a decent 11-yard out or something like that. So um, that's what I expect, and I expect us to run it down their damn throat all day long.
0: I mean, I'm always for it. Stubby, be, hey, Stubby, show some respect. That's probably Petrino.
1: That is Petrino.
0: Or did, or did Butch Jones do the same thing? That would be interesting that Butch Jones and Bobby Petrino would have the exact same fate in life. (laughs) That is that would be hilarious. I don't think it's true, but that would be hilarious for them having the same fate. But yeah, we we got. I'm I'm getting the Google. Yeah, Google that, please. Go search that while you're doing it, and while I'm running my mouth. And so, um, Arkansas State lost three, six, seven, eight. They lost nine games last year. Um, Stubby, are you talking about at Arkansas? You're talking about Arkansas Bobby, who's now at- – It's Bobby at- Petrino,
1: who's – yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's true, I, I, I'm totally going to go – Yeah, we go. I want to see if Butch Jones had the same fate because that would be funny because Butch Jones has also lost a lot of jobs. He was a coach at my Vols at one point. He's been everywhere, Miami. He, you name it for Butch. He's had – he
1: Was he at SMU? Or he, was he, he was down in Texas somewhere, wasn't he?
0: Oh, Texas. He was Central Michigan. He wasn't. He was. Wet. He was Central Michigan, Cincinnati, Tennessee. He lost Tennessee job. Was a uh, analyst for Alabama, and he's been at Arkansas State since since oh one, and it hasn't been the best run here at Arkansas State. Two and ten his first year. One and seven in conference. Three and nine his his second year, which he improved by a game. Can't be mad at him for that. Still one and seven in conference, which tells you everything you need to know. But he did win nine games two years in a row at Tennessee, which was fascinating that he was able to he's capable of doing that that
1: was the that was the baker year
0: yes 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 100 percent. so yeah we, yeah <laughs> no it, it's no stubby you good it's still hilarious because if it was butch jones too man i would lose i would have lost my, my my shit on here for real that would have been hilarious for it to have been that situation happen to him twice but he also was not very good with in the Tennessee situation. He was he, man. He yeah. Anyway, they haven't really had too good a seasons, two straight losing seasons uh, roster wise. They got JT Stroud though. JT Stroud. Y'all remember JT Stroud? Who remember JT Stroud? Not too many people remember JT Stroud. Coop, you remember JT Stroud? No, I don't. He was quarterback at Tennessee for two years. 19 and 20, 20, lost his job. Well, he never really played. And he went to Colorado last year, set out 2021, played at Colorado 2022, and he bounced from there as well. So, I mean, he was a decent quarterback at Tennessee, like t- decent potential. Yeah. But, yeah, he did, not, he did not make it happen. And, I mean, seven touchdowns, eight interceptions at Colorado. So part of that 2022 team that won like one game, yeah, yeah, that's their quarterback. We'll have to see what that looks like overall.
1: Stubby, let
0: it. You're you're good, brother. It's <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> no, you're good, man. It's hilarious, bro. It's it's still funny. That's the thing about it. It's you know. Hey, I I am still. I think you're great, but overall, I think
1: re- you could be a recruiting analyst. And call Caleb Hicks, David Hicks on a life pod. Yeah, you could. None of us have done that.
0: No, 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 no. David Hicks, Caleb Hicks out there that I've ever heard of. No, not at all. So (laughs) I do believe that this game should be the spread is set at 35 and a half with an over under at 58. We should cover that spread. I don't think we hit the over. I think we hit the under. Because I anticipate this defense, and listen to me when I say this. The defense cares enough that they're going to try to shut them out. Now, granted, mm-hmm. granted, Arkansas State did score 12 points on Ohio State last season. I think this team tries to make them literally not score point. So I'm calling 42-0. Coop, what's your score?
1: Uh, I, I was going to do 55-3. Uh, I'm going for the You're over. Uh, uh, yeah. I I mean, I don't think it's anything, you know, crazy, but I mean, you have somebody trying to prove something too much, fumble a ball, we hold them, you know, which is okay. I'd be okay with us turning the ball over at the 40 yard line and then maybe gaining 10 yards or something um, because we couldn't stop that type of a deal last year. And so I'd like to see it, but yeah, I mean, I'd say three just because uh, that's, that's, I'm not 100 percent on the, uh, you know, the full-on belief in the defense, but I you know, th- my disrespect is three points.
0: Yeah, this is interesting that, um, Kim, you're nice. You are a very, very nice person that you are actually giving them two field goals. Wow, mm-hmm. Kim. I'm gonna be honest, I think I'm a little disappointed. Kim, I would have expected you to say, no, we're going we're gonna to blow them out <laughs> with no points. But you, you, you have a point here. I, I do believe that they could probably get field goals. I just think that this defense is going to try their hardest to hold them yeah. to no points. I, and I not only say that because it's just the way that they gelled together and, and the way this defense is talking. This is that warm-up game for SMU to where they can try to get back-to-back shutouts. And if they yeah. can pull that off, if everybody hits their assignments and they make that happen, that top 20 defense I said is there. But if not, I can still see top 40. If we go middle ground 30, we should be excited. Uh, last year, I looked them up a little bit. They won three games last year, three and nine. They weren't very good. They, they, their defense was not very good. Uh, I went through the schedule itself. They beat Grambling. They beat uh, Louisiana Monroe, and then they beat Massachusetts. That's it. But Texas State beat them. Troy blew them out. South Alabama blew them out thirty-one-three. Louisiana, um, the Raging Cajun, beat them thirty-eight to eighteen. They had a close game with Southern Miss. James Madison blew them out forty-two to twenty. Memphis blew beat them forty-four to thirty-two. Is a little bit of a shootout. Ohio State blew them out forty-five to twelve. So yeah. But you're right, flukes do happen. And that's fair. Fairest thing out here. You're right. I just I just want this defense to just shut them down. So Coop, I any want, last I words? I want them
1: to Yeah, I want the defense to score more than the uh than they allow. Um, you know, I I I I think the zero thing
0: Ooh. or three
1: points, hell if it's six points, but I I want you know, there was that stat that the uh, 2001 Miami Hurricanes could have scored zero touchdowns and still gone eight and
0: four. I want some shit like that. That would be flames. If we pull that off, yeah, that is a stat. That's a nice stat, folks. Hop in the comments. What y'all think? I like that idea. That's a pretty good one. Um, yeah, the um, you know probably not. We all want them to destroy them. But guys, don't panic if they score a touchdown or two. Stubby, I'm not going to panic. I'm just going to be disappointed. And it's not going to be a, oh, man, we suck again. It's going to be more of a, man, I was really hoping y'all could have pulled this out type deal. You know what I'm saying? More of a just, I'm sad that we didn't get what we got. And, yeah, I mentioned that just that that JT is from Colorado. Played at Tennessee first, too. You know, he played at both of them. Because I want the defense to be better than what they are. I want them. That's why, Dominic. I want them to show out like that. I want them to show out. Period. We, yes. yes. This is this is
1: yeah. This is uh but guys, this is a team that again, three games and a bunch of teams that the average college football fans never heard of um outside of maybe like the NCAA tournament or something like that, but uh this is the, our defensive line and linebackers. I mean, expect Expect us to be in the top of the the league after the first week with tackles for loss and sacks. Like, we're going to be in the backfield all day long. These guys, they're they're bigger offensive linemen, but their athleticism is a different world.
0: Yeah, that's the big thing. And I want to see our line muscle them, even with them being big. I just want to see us get that muscle. Because I think this is the biggest line Arkansas State's had in a while. Um, I think mm-hmm. I was listening to actually when I was listening to Teddy and Gabe, they had the uh, one of the Arkansas state I guess, insiders or whatnot, talking about the players and learning them because they got a lot of transfers too. They actually brought in like an influx of transfers similar to what Colorado did. I think they brought like 40 something players on there. Um, yeah, I did. I, I, I totally clashed with them and I don't mind it. It was today. I wanted to talk about this and I didn't realize they were going to go here on this Wednesday tonight. And so, you know it'll be okay maybe one day yeah we're good but but Corey, thanks for pulling up you can always watch and catch up man we're talking the whole depth chart and everything but besides that we're gonna wrap it up thank y'all for pulling up as usual please hit that like button if you're new to the channel subscribe um if you're listening to the podcast version rate review give us five stars you don't think we deserve it yeah just go ahead and give us five anyway and gift it cool any final words
1: Guys, it's it's what what is today? Wednesday and we are three days away from football in Oklahoma. And this is a season that I you know, I think is we're gonna look back and be like uh, I mean, save your receipts. Save your receipts. And save yeah, them receipts, baby. Because it, it's uh if we have a top twenty defense and our offense is the is similar to last year, guys that's that that's that's pushing playoffs.
0: Yep. Yep. I made yep. the prediction. I is. made the
1: prediction. I made the prediction last night with Jason on Hall of Fame that, you know, I I I, I see a world where Oklahoma because of the schedule because of other conferences, you know, kind of cannibalizing themselves. Oklahoma, they take care of their business. It it, it is going to be a great storyline. We got it, it, the SEC will push it. It'll be great.
0: Yep. And you know, I'm going to be excited. So, with that, mm-hmm. we're going to chop it up with y'all. I don't know, about a day or two. Boomer sooner. Peace.